Welcome to 24-Hour Expert, where we challenge each other to see what we can learn on random topics in just a day. I'm Allie. And I'm Amy. Let's see what we've learned. Amy, are you ready for this topic? I'm ready for this topic. I should have known this one was coming. So I have to confess I'm 100% doing this episode because I want to tell a story about an experience that I had, and I want it on public record out there in the internet verse. I support it. I was there for it, and I better come out smelling like roses on this because I had a big piece of this, but you you can Oh, yeah. I mean, ultimately, you're the hero of the story, so. You know what? I like this already. Let's do it. So this week, we are talking about country music. Ow, ow! Ugh, did I need to do that? Probably not. Continue. (laughs) My story first, because it's the inspiration for the whole episode. And if you don't finish this episode, just listen to my story. And then I don't don't care if you listen to the rest of this episode. That's not how we want people to approach it, but okay. Okay. Amy and I share a love for a particular country music artist named Clay Walker. On St. Patrick's Day this year, 2022... He was having a concert in our area, well, kind of in Amy's area, and it's the first time he's been anywhere near us, like driving distance, in a very long time. So we were not going to miss this concert. We go to the concert, and we go to buy t-shirts, and I see a sign that says, if you spend X number of dollars on merchandise, you can enter a contest to win a signed guitar. So since Amy and I were going to buy these shirts, if I bought both of them, I would have spent enough money to be able to enter the contest. So I buy Amy a shirt. I enter the contest. We go back to our seats. You need to know that you specifically asked to enter the contest. It was not offered to her. She asked for the iPod to complete the entry, but not the iPod, the iPad. Yes. Yes, because I bought the t-shirts and the merch guy didn't say anything. And I was like, hey, your little sign here says I get to enter a contest. I would like to do that, please. Yeah. So he gives me the iPad. I register. I'm sure they send me so much spam through this thing. I don't even care. We go back to our seats. Throughout the whole concert, I am telling Amy about my guitar, how I can't wait to win this guitar. I am super confident that I am going to go home with this guitar. And the merch guy had told us, we'll text the winner at the end of the concert so you can come get the guitar before you leave the venue. Great. So great concert. We have an amazing time. The concert ends. I make Amy sit in the arena while people are all leaving. There's almost nobody left because I'm waiting for this text message to say I won this guitar. We sit there maybe 10 minutes or so and we're like, okay, you know, we might have to call this one a loss. But we go to the restroom, you know, all the things you do, because we have like an hour drive back to Amy's house. Yep. And so I'm really dragging my feet, going slow. I keep checking my phone. And Amy's finally like, Al, we have to go. It's almost midnight. We have an hour drive home. We both have to work tomorrow. So I'm like, okay, fine. Finally admit defeat. We leave. And I am not joking. The second we get on the expressway, I get a text message saying, you've won a signed Clay Walker guitar. So I, of course, shout like, oh my God, Amy, I won. She's, no, you didn't. Yes, I did. So now we have to get off the expressway. 
The next exit is five miles away from where we are. Because it couldn't be easy. Because it couldn't just be a quick off and on. So poor Amy's trying to, you know, not get held up in traffic and keep it moving so we can get off to flip it around and drive back to the venue. Meanwhile, I'm on the phone with the merch guy telling him, hey, we left. We'll be right there. Like, please wait for me. And he was very nice, I will say. Clay Walker's merch guy was very nice. Very nice. So we finally get back to the venue, and it's locked. All the employees from the venue are almost all completely gone. They've shut down the building. So I'm calling the merch guy again. Thank goodness the number he texted me from was his actual cell phone number. Yes, which maybe not the best move on the merch guy's front, but... It worked out great in this scenario. Well, and maybe it's just a work phone. I'm sure it's not his personal cell phone. Well, right, yeah. But I call him and I'm like, I'm here, but the door's locked. And he's like, what door are you at? So he's super nice. Him and the security guard come and bring me the guitar. Then tell them what you did. (laughs) You have to tell the whole story. (laughs) So it is now like 1230, 1240, because we had to go 15 minutes and 15 minutes back. And so it's at least 1230, if not beyond. And Allison now has her guitar and then wants me to take a picture of her with it in a dimly lit parking lot. And I yelled at her and told her no. Yes. Amy did not want to take the time at this time of night. And there were a few lingering people doing some recreational activities, kind of hanging out on the lawn. And so Amy was like, no, get in the car. We're going home. We'll take pictures at the house. And we did a full photo shoot when we got home. We did. I got my guitar. Super exciting. It now hangs in my office, in my home. And they were so nice and put two signed auto, like two signed photos, headshots, in with the guitar. So Amy and I each also now have a signed headshot. Yes. Which was very nice of you to share that with me. Well, it was very nice of you to get off the expressway and not be like, no, we're not going back for this guitar. Too bad. <laughs> Next time. Just know that is your one guitar scenario. Uh, no, if I'm going to win a signed guitar, we're going to turn around every time. <laughs> I just think it's so funny that all of this takes place. So let us be clear. We we love Clay Walker. We think he's great. We I don't actually know much about him personally, but his music is great. And it's so funny because Allie and I both share this because a million years ago when we were younger ladies, we would go to concerts and we bought this bundle from the country radio in our area growing up. And he was part of that package and he puts on a great show and we like fell in love with him. And now we just think he's delightful. And we literally tracked him down just to go listen to him sing music He was singing with another artist, and I literally had no reason to believe that he was not the headliner, turns out. Maybe not as much. I mean, he was the headliner. They were co-headliners, but you know what I mean? Like, apparently in country music world, Tracy Lawrence is a bigger country star than Clay Walker, and we were 100% there for Clay Walker. I know. When you told me that you were talking to your husband's family, and they were all excited that we had got to see Tracy Lawrence, I'm like... I mean, I like Tracy Lawrence. He has some very good songs. I was like, we weren't there for Tracy Lawrence. <laughs> right? We were there for Clay Walker and all of his... Anyway. Anyway. Great yes. story, Al. So I just had to share that story with the world. I have a signed Clay Walker guitar. I will obviously post pictures. One last thing. 
I do want, and I'm going to put a poll on Instagram, and I need everybody to go vote on this. After this whole crazy thing happens, Amy and I are finally driving home for real. I'm trying to think of anybody I can call who would be awake to tell them that I won this guitar. Unfortunately, my husband was in the middle of a hockey game, so I can't call him. Otherwise, he would have been up and I could have called him. Amy's husband gets up crazy early to go to work, so we can't call him. So I call our dad, and I he does answer, and I'm telling him this story, and he brings up, am I going to share custody of the guitar with Amy? Since then, and since I've told this story to other people, multiple people keep asking me, are you going to share custody of the guitar with Amy? So here's my question that I need everybody to vote on, and I will say, Amy does not expect shared custody. She's fine with her signed headshot. This has nothing to do with Amy. But <laughs> Disclaimer. Disclaimer. I'm not putting any of this on Amy. But if I paid for both t-shirts, and I did not ask Amy to pay me back, I just bought them so I could enter the contest. So I paid 100% for the right to enter the contest, and I win the guitar. Do you think Amy should have shared custody or no? Is it 100% mine, free and clear? I mean, I'm not going to share custody with her, no matter how you guys vote. I'm just <laughs> curious on other people's opinions. This is just for science. It's not for real life. Yeah. I mean, it's literally on my wall. I'm not taking it off and sharing it with her. So. I, I have no place for a guitar. I do appreciate everyone's concern, but I am genuinely very content with my signed headshot. I'm in it for the experience, right? Like, it's just a fun thing to do with my sister. I don't need a guitar from it. I'm very happy you have a guitar from it because you willed that to happen with every fiber of your being, but, like, still. I manifested the heck out of that. You did. If anyone was doubting manifestation, this is proof right here. This is your proof right here. But, I mean, we had a great time, guitar or no good time. It was just fun for us to go do. Anyway, can we all agree, though, that when we did this when we were younger, like, in our teens and early 20s the rowdy country clouds were like way fun and this time I was like everyone move you're being very loud and you're very (laughs) aggressive and it's not my scene oh Amy you're getting so crotchety in your old age I know I'm fine with that I embrace who I am okay one last quick thing not about the guitar anymore and then I'm actually going to start talking about country music a follow-up to wax museums I've spoken with our mother. She is looking for the photo. So if she can find it, I will share the photo of me with the fake tourists that I thought were real. Also, she has very clear memories of this whole experience and neither of us can understand how you have none. I have, and I have actively sat and thought about it since we recorded that episode. I can maybe make out like the dimly lit space and like people sitting on benches, but that might just be me forcing it. So I still got nothing. That's just so funny to me. All right, giddy up. Let's talk about country music. Did you choose giddy up for real? Yeah, I did choose giddy up. Okay, continue. So country music, also known as country Western music, has its (laughs) root in blues, church music, American folk music, cowboy Western music. It gained popularity in the 1920s in southern and southwestern United States. In general, country music consists of ballads and dance tunes. The dance tunes are what are commonly referred to as honky-tonk. 
music, <laughs> which I did not know. I've heard people say honky tonk a million times, and I just thought that it was all synonymous with everything. There is literally a song about that. Country music uses a lot of string instruments, like a varieties of guitar, banjo, fiddles, harmonicas. An interesting fact, country music used to be called hillbilly music, but the term started to change to country music in the 40s, and it also started to accompany this Western music in the 40s, too. Got it. Fun fact, in 2009, country music was the most listened to rush hour music on the radio. I believe that. The early 2000s had some really glorious country music moments. I would say that's when we were in our peak country m- music moments as well. Oh, so. 100%, 100%. Another fun fact, the U.S. Congress has formally recognized Bristol, Tennessee as the birthplace of country music. Wow, that's so official. Also, not at all what I would have guessed. James Gideon, a.k.a. Gid Tanner, was an American old-time fiddler and one of the earliest stars of what would become country music. His band, the Skillet Lickers, nice, were an innovative and influential string band in the 20s and 30s. In the 30s and 40s, barn dance shows featuring country music became a popular form of entertainment. One of the most important and popular, which is still around today, is the Grand Old Opry. Oh, that's so warm and fuzzy. Today, the Grand Old Opry has a weekly American country music stage concert. Also, it's in Nashville, Tennessee, if you did not know that. Mm-hmm. And has a one-hour barn dance on Radio WSM. Another fun fact, it's the longest-running radio broadcast in U.S. history. Wow, I would not have guessed that. Hank Williams' rise to fame in the late 1940s helped establish Nashville as the undisputed center of country music and also because of the Grand Old Opry, and this is where large recording studios started to pop up for country music. Well, I guess just music in general, but a lot of country music recorded there. So even though Bristol is the birthplace, Nashville is the hub. Yes. Country music was further made popular by Hollywood featuring singing cowboys in movies. Some that you might recognize, Gene Autry, Hank Williams, Bob Willis. Mm -hmm. In the 50s and 60s, a style blending country and rock known as rockabilly became popular with artists like Elvis Presley, Buddy Holly, Jerry Lee Lewis, Roy Orbison, Johnny Cash, the list goes on and on. I feel like I know more of those, and I will credit our father for that, because I would say, although we do listen to country, you and I actually have very diverse musical tastes because we listen to everything, because our dad listened to everything. But that group of individuals that you just listed, A, I would not have guessed Rockabilly based on that, but we know a lot of those. Oh, definitely. Yeah, I always describe my music taste to people as very eclectic. I like... Eclectic. I like that. I like songs not particular artists or genres. It's all very song-based for me. Do you remember when Nelly did a song with Tim McGraw? Yes. That's how I describe my music taste to people. <laughs> Everything between Nelly and Tim McGraw, that's where I live. There you go. Also, Broadway musicals, as <laughs> we go. proved earlier. <laughs> yes, exactly. So now we move into the 70s and 80s, where country music styles were influenced by outlaw country. So think 
Willie Nelson, Hank Williams Jr., Merle Haggard, where it's a traditional Western music fused with, and this is a quote from uh, Wikipedia or Britannica, okay. one of the two, my, my two sources, <laughs> fused with anger of an alienated subculture of the nation. Oh, so, wow. Like emo country, I guess. <laughs> I love that. Aggressive country. Let's do it. Also pop and soft rock. So now we're going to see artists become popular like John Denver, who's, you know, blending also country and folk rock. So that's when all these artists are going to start becoming popular. Interesting. John Denver was 80s. I would have guessed him like 70s-ish. Well, this is 70s and 80s. Oh, okay. That makes sense then. So in the mid-80s, some country artists began rejecting the more polished country sound and moved back, air quotes, back to basics and were neo-traditionalists and would this kind of movement of traditional country would dominate through the 80s. So think artists like George Strait. Oh, okay. I could see that. Then in the 90s, country really is going to start to take off. And mullets. And we're going to get big names. Alan Jackson, Garth Brooks. I mean, I could go on for years. John Michael Montgomery, Reba. Yes, all these people. Leanne Rimes, Faith Hill. Maybe Leanne Rimes is later, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Tim McGraw. The list for the 90s that everybody would recognize, it just, it could go on Clay forever. Walker. I don't know when Clay, Clay Walker, Walker came on the yeah. scene, but yeah, yeah, sneak him in there. Apparently Tracy Lord didn't know. Sorry, Tracy, if you ever hear this. The 90s is also where we're going to see a huge explosion of female artists. Reba McIntyre, Faith Hill, Martina McBride, Leanne Rimes, Shania Twain, the Chicks, oh. formerly known as the Dixie Chicks. Again, the list goes on and on and on. Shania. Shania just had a huge comeback with Harry Styles. Not comeback. She was always there. But you know what I mean. Funny you bring up Shania because let's talk about Shania. Shania had a rough go, but she's freaking fabulous. She's not had a rough go. She no. has been killing it. But she had, like, personal rough go. Oh, well, I mean... As far as an artist, she has been very successful. Yes. Yeah. Well, because she's an icon. I'm just saying, like, in life-wise, she had some hurdles. I, I don't know anything about her actual life. Oh, okay. Well, never mind. Episode two. Continue. So let's talk about Shania a little bit and her musical career. Her album, The Woman in Me, is a 12-time platinum album and sold over 20 million copies. Hot dang. Her album, Come On Over, is a 20-time platinum album and sold over 40 million copies. Wow! It was a best-selling album for three years. So 1998 to 2000, best-selling album. Yeah, because everyone loves Shania. And that album is the best-selling country album of all time. (gasps) Get it, girl. I would have never guessed that, but that makes my heart so happy. Yes. She also has five Grammys. And according to Forbes, in 2016, she was the highest paid country music star. Oh, my goodness. I don't know why I really put Shania in my, like, 90s and early 2000s bucket, but get it, girl. She was getting it. So now we move into the 2000s. And again, we're going to see the influence of rock and pop come back into country, even a little rap. And, you know, think of Taylor Swift, Florida Georgia Line, Carrie Underwood, again, Go on and on and on and on. And we also are going to start getting some fun crossovers. So 
I don't know if you remember these songs, but Bon Jovi and Jennifer Nettles from Sugarland with the song yes. Who Says You Can't Go Home. Love that song. Kid Rock and Sheryl Crow, Picture. Forgot about it, but good. Yeah. We're going to see, you know, Taylor Swift is going to kind of transition into pop her a pop little phase. bit more. Yes, we love that for her. Darius Rucker from Hootie and the Blowfish is going to transition into country and has, you know, a pretty successful solo country career. Yeah. And a lot of groups start coming up in the 2000s. Like Little Big Town. Yeah. Let's move on to some of the most popular artists and songs. Okay, I'm ready. All right. So these are top-selling artists. So this is by Units Sold. So Shania. She's up there. Okay. And this list is by Outsider and is from 2021. Okay. We're going to go 20 all the way to number one. And I'll try and go quickly so we don't spend too much time. Okay. So coming in at number 20 for top-selling artists, Carrie Underwood. Yep. Coming in at 19, Johnny Cash. 18, Vince Gill, which was a surprising one to me. Yeah, but he's been around forever. He has been around forever. He's like Dolly. 17, Toby Keith. Mm. 16, Faith Hill. Yeah. 15, Brooks and Dunn. 14, Linda Ronstadt, 13, Kenny Chesney, 12, Willie Nelson, 11, The Chicks, 10, John Denver, 9, Tim McGraw, 8, Reba McIntyre, 7, Alan Jackson, 6, Taylor Swift, 5, Alabama, 4, Kenny Rogers, 3, Shania Twain, 2, George Strait, and do you want to guess who number one is? Not anymore. Garth Brooks. Oh, we love Garth Brooks. I could have guessed that. Yes. Okay. Now that we've talked about the top artists, let's talk about the top selling songs. Okay. So this list is from Money, Inc. and is from 2020. Coming in at number 10 is Fancy by Reba McIntyre. We love Fancy. And we've talked about it before. <laughs> Number nine is Take Me Home Country Roads, John Denver. Love that. Yes. Eight, I Hope You Dance by Leanne Womack. Well, it's a good one, too. I didn't know that it was considered country music, though. Leanne Womack? For sure. I guess it's just me, then. I guess I couldn't name another song by her. No, I can't either, but that one for sure. Yeah. Number seven, Jolene, Dolly Parton. Oh, yes. Love it. Six, Live Like You Were Dying, Tim McGraw. Wow, I would not have guessed that was that high. Number five, Where Were You, Alan Jackson. Oh, that's sad. That was September 11. Four, Concrete Angel, another sad one. Martina McBride. Very sad. Three, Choices by George Jones. Two, Friends in Low Places, Garth Brooks. Great song. And do you want to try and guess what number one is? I'll tell you the artist. You try and guess the song. Okay. Okay. The artist is Johnny Cash. I Walk the Line. You got it. That's a good song, too. It is. There's only one of those. Not that it's a bad song. I just have only heard it once or twice, which was number three, surprisingly. What? Number three. Choices by George Jones? Yeah. I don't know that one as well as the rest of the list. It's a much older one. Yeah, but the rest of them are still bops. Oh, for sure. Am I old for saying bops? I don't know. I don't know if that's a cool word or not. I'm hip. That's fine. Keep going. Yeah. 
All right, before we start wrapping up, I wanted to talk about music recording certification. So while I was doing all this research, it talks about a song being platinum or albums being gold. And what does that mean? Or what does 10 times platinum mean? So let's talk about how the rankings work. Yes, especially since Shania is 22 times platinum. So this system certifies a music recording has been shipped, sold, or streamed a certain number of units or times. Most countries follow the Recording Industry Association of America categories, so the RIAA. The thresholds for achieving the rankings take into consideration the population of the territory where the recording is released. So the threshold limits in America might not be the same thresholds as Mexico. Got it. Different levels exist for different types of media. So the threshold for a song might be different for the threshold of an album, which might be different for the threshold for a music video or number of streaming downloads. Makes sense. So for the United States... For an album, to be considered gold, you have to sell 500,000 units. For platinum, 1 million units. And for diamond, 10 million units. So what does it mean then to be like 22 times platinum? Because technically, if you did that 22 times and sold it 1 million times, you would reach diamond. Why Shania Twain is considered 20 times platinum instead of diamond is maybe depending on when the album was released, because diamond didn't become a ranking until 1999, or that album came out in 1998. Oh. Now that album would probably be considered platinum, or I'm sorry, diamond. The same numbers for a single song, 500,000 for gold, 1 million for platinum, 10 million for diamond. And then for a music video, it's 50,000 for gold, 100,000 for platinum, and 1 million for diamond. Wow, that seems kind of low. Yeah, so I don't know if that's just based on watches or if people actually purchase music videos. I don't know how that. Oh, yeah. Oh, that could be different. So just some fun facts about the certification. First, RIAA certified gold record when they started this system was in 1958. And it was Perry Como's hit single, Catch a Falling Star. Amy, you'll like this. Based on our last episode that you did, the soundtrack for Oklahoma was the first certified gold album four months later. Wow! Everything is connected. It is. It's a very small planet. In 1976, when the platinum certification was introduced, the Eagles' greatest hit album was the first one awarded platinum. And multi-platinum was introduced in 1984. So that's like where you get like the Shania with the 20 times platinum. Yep. And then in 1999, they introduced diamond. And that's the last so far. And so far, that's the highest ranking you can get. Interesting. Let's end with some quick country fun facts. I'm ready. George Strait is known as the king of country and between 1982 and 2009 has had 60 number one hits. Wow. Which is more than any singer in any genre of music. Good for George Strait. That's very impressive. Yes. Dolly Parton holds the record for most top 10 albums on the country billboard charts and the most Grammy nominations. 
We love ourselves some Dolly, so that makes me really happy. Yes, I love her too. Bill Monroe, who invented the bluegrass style, is in both the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and the Country Music Hall of Fame. Very impressive. Willie Nelson wrote his first song at the age of seven and has been playing the same guitar for the last 50 years. I believe that about Willie. Yes, I do too. Florida Georgia Lions song Cruise was on the Billboard Country Charts for 24 weeks in 2012, which broke the previous record. Wow, that's a lot of weeks. It's a very catchy song. It is very catchy. And this one, I think, is just a fun, obscure fact to end with here. Henry Ford spent... Henry Ford, a Ford motor... Got it. ...spent a lot of money in the 20s promoting country music. Why? I don't know. (laughs) He felt passionately about it, and he's like, you know what? I got money to spend. We might as well talk about the country music industry. Apparently, he's a big country music fan, so... Interesting. I wonder who the country music superstar of the 1920s was. Um, well, I don't know. What did we talk about earlier? I don't know. Maybe he liked the skillet liquors. I certainly hope so. I certainly hope he put all of his money into the skillet liquors. That just makes me think of that commercial where it's like, you lint liquor. <laughs> that is, you know what else it makes me think of? Is, you know, you have like a good old cast iron pan and you know you're not supposed to like clean it because all the leftover remnants are what makes it so good to cook in. Okay. So I'm wondering if just they're the skillet liquors because that's where all the flavor is. It's in the cast iron skillet. It's the equivalent of eating off the spatula, so probably. All right, Amy, do with that information what you will. Thank you, everyone, for listening to my story about my guitar. This was really 50% alley, 50% country music. Yes. (laughs) Thanks for letting us talk at you. If you have any comments, corrections, or suggestions, you can email us at 24hourexpert at gmail.com. Spell out all the words. It's also our website, our Facebook, and our Instagram. You can find us there. Please go vote on whether or not Amy should be awarded any custody. Oh, my goodness. We'll talk to you next time. Bye. Thank you for listening to 24 Hour Expert. Our theme song is Lo-Fi World by Ricky Bambino. If you like this episode, please share it with a friend. And don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe so you're notified of future episodes.